Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to SpinFL. What is up, y'all? Jonathan Rollins. Give me Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> we here, man. Uh, I might have to steal a. a <laughs> <laughs> I want to steal a, a sound from uh my other podcast Silver Hand where we have a soundboard and every now and then I might use what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> and in some cases <laughs> in some cases you niggas are crazy <laughs> <laughs> have to call my... <laughs> I know exactly where you're going to be able to use both of those and we'll, we'll get to it later but uh I'll just say that just to give you a heads up it'll it has something to do with Bill Belichick and the Patriots I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> just giving you a little bit of a hint of when you need to hit that button. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to get to, actually. So maybe we just dive right in. Yeah, let's dive um, in. News. DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to miss six games Damn. of the 2022 season. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, the, uh, that's what the doper, the doper agency said. <laughs> suspended for testing positive for performance enhancing drugs. Of course, he dusted off the same response that everybody who gets busted for steroids is like, "Oh my god, my body's a temple." I pay so like I, you know nothing gets in there without me knowing. What, my, my staff and I will have to sort of do an investigation to figure out how this horrible mistake happened. It's like, come on, bro. My team, my team. It, it's my team. I got to figure I got to talk to my you're, team. You're bro. injured. You're trying to come back from an injury and steroids helps you uh, recover quicker. That, that's it's just a can fact. I re- can I read the, uh, the quote? Please do. In my 10-year career, I've never tested positive for using performance-enhancing drugs. To learn that my November test came back with trace elements of a banned substance, I was confused and shocked. I'm very <laughs> mindful of what I put in my body. I've always Dang. taken a holistic approach. <laughs> right. So I'm working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. But even as careful as I have been, clearly, I wasn't careful enough. For that, mm. I apologize to Cardinals fans, my teammates, the entire Cardinals organization. I never want to let my team down. It was just a better catch by I. So, uh, yeah, man. That's he said all the right things. He said the right he things. Did, and he, he, did, didn't, he right. didn't shirk responsibility either. That's the thing I like about it. He said, um, I, I, I have a holistic approach to my body and all that stuff. So maybe he had some type of uh, supplement that had something in it that 
was on the thing. Because it, it doesn't seem like they're just catching these guys. It ain't like baseball where they're just catching these guys with fucking anabolic steroids. Right. That's probably something in a, <clears throat> some small, uh, I don't know. Maybe in that holistic approach, he 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 got tangled up doing the Pancha Karma cleanse with Aaron Rodgers, and somebody slipped something wacky into his. <laughs> yeah, into maybe his it's the diet. vaccine. He should have blamed it on the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I put you know I'm, I'm, I take a holistic approach to what I put in my body. The only thing that I put in my body that I didn't know what was in it was the vaccine, <laughs> Pfizer. Oh my God! Can you imagine? <laughs> What a shitstorm that would be. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, that would have been a good one. Hey, I, I mean, this is, me, a, man. this is huge, man. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't think anybody could argue that this team is in, I think, in real trouble without DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, we, we, saw, we saw it last it. year. We saw it, yeah. <clears throat> and they, they need I mean, this guy. We'll get into it a little later because there was – an interesting move that that resulted in uh, okay. uh, Hollywood well, Brown. Uh, well, Kingsbury's got to be mad because how are they gonna fall off a cliff if they don't like <laughs> if they start out losing? <laughs> Actually, I didn't think of it this way. Maybe he could reverse the trend. Maybe he wanted. Maybe this is Kingsbury. Maybe he's like, I want DeAndre Hopkins to be suspended for the first hit six games because yeah. then we can suck for the beginning and then we'll be good at the end. I've never done that before. <laughs> Right? Yeah. He's trying to flip it flip the uh flip the cliff. Flip the cliff, bro. Flip the cliff. That's what, Turn that's what a, we got. Yeah, I like it. We'll see. Damn. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. Uh <clears throat> good luck to him, I guess. You know, after those six games, he'll be fresh, man. Sure. Um the NFL has concluded that the Hugh Jackson tanking allegations against the Browns could not be substantiated. That investigation is over. Oh, um, they investigated that. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's over. It's, it's over and done with. All right. Um, and they are basically saying this just in 2016 Cleveland Browns just flat out sucked. That's basically what they're saying. <laughs> uh, he overdid it, man. Didn't they lose every game for like two years? Didn't he win one game yeah. in two years? Something like that. Man. Something like that. Yeah. That's just college fun for the kids, man. <laughs> I think the hard part, you know, this is a very hard thing to prove, you know. Of course. That you, that you had incentives. There are other people, other players who who uh, who seem to corroborate what Jackson was saying, but I think the NFL basically stepped in and and kind of did whatever they want to do. I, I don't know. There's not enough smoke here for me to be able to figure out whether this is true or not. But it is. It's one of those stories that it's of like. Of course it's true. Sure, I can. Of course why would I can he, believe why would he say? True. And then the way he said it and then he backed off, that lets me know it's true. Because mm, remember, sure. he says, he tweets to somebody. Mm. He's like, I made a good amount. Is mm. what he told to somebody on Twitter. Then he started right. back, backpedaling. And then yep. he came out like, you know what? I, it, mm-hmm. it did happen. Yeah, that makes me think it happened, man. The fact that he, uh, the way he did it, and realized it was like shit, and he's like, all right, I'll get in on this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in in more NFL legal news, uh, the league has retreated back to the argument that the Brian Flores case is without merit. Um. The judge presiding over the litigation invited the two parties to participate in a settlement conference on Monday. The lawyers representing Brian Flores accepted. The NFL 
declined. Mm. Um, so they went from saying that these are without merit to suddenly saying this is a serious problem that we need to take a look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're back to saying, yes, they have an interesting point. However, their accusations are without merit. So no, we do not want to settle with them. Essentially what they're trying to do, and there will be a decision on this in the summer, the NFL is trying to push this investigate or not this. They're trying to push this case into an arbitration court because once they do that, everything is confidential. Oh, so nothing we learn, nothing they learn will, will come out to us. Okay. But what, but isn't it a lawsuit? Yeah. So why won't things come out in a lawsuit? Like, aren't they risking that? Not if it goes to arbitration, because then you have to. What if they don't? What if they don't agree to go to arbitration? Well, the judge decides. Okay. So yeah, that judge bought and paid for. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. That's what's gonna happen there. Well, well, we got that over with. Yeah, that's a little upsetting. I, I think this one I feel like is too important to to play out behind closed doors. Um, I, I think there's a lot at stake here for the league. I mean, you have you you not only have an owner um, tangled up in this, but you also have you know one of the most famous quarterbacks of all time, it, it, sort of at least loosely tied up in all of this mess. Talking about two. No, I'm talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, if if any of that stuff really becomes confirmed publicly, you know that that he's at least a bit player in all of this mm-hmm. uh, as as the quarterback who was being tampered with um, uh, during this whole situation. Like, that's you know, the league has a lot to lose as far as their reputation is concerned, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, man. Um, anyway, um, moving on, we have a few contract issues to highlight. Grady Jarrett from the Falcons agreed to a three-year extension, $51 million. Great cash, homie. 34 of it guaranteed. This is a set. The, basically, what they're doing is restructuring mm-hmm. uh, it, it, to lower the cap so they can sign their rookie class. Um. And also another move they made in order to help sign their rookie class, they they cut Mike Davis. Damn. They cut a motherfucker. <laughs> <clears throat> My uncle used to say that when he stabbed somebody, he called it sticking. Mm. But if you if you poke him, it's sticking. And if yeah. you like slash like that, that's cutting him. Right. <laughs> I will cut you. I'll cut you. I'll cut him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gone. He gone. Uh I guess they figure they can just run it back with Corderell Patterson, Quandre Olison. Yeah. They also got – I forgot that they got uh, Damian Williams from the Chicago Bears during the free agency. I kind oh, of forgot well, about that. Super Bowl bound. Uh, exactly. We're all in. <laughs> uh, Saints. Saints fans. Uh-oh. Are, are, are dancing with their plastic beads uh, around their necks. Because they finally got their honey badger. I know they were hoping 
from you know from his LSU days, they were kind of hoping he would go straight from LSU to the Saints. That didn't happen. Uh, but now they got him. What? Maybe seven years too late. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> signs a three-year, thirty-three million dollar deal with the Saints. I personally think Drake that when the Saints, only- when they heard about the Falcons' first-round pick Drake London, when they looked at those highlights, they were like, "Oh shit! You know what? We should go out and we should <laughs> overpay." An overrated safety Ooh. who's played for one of the worst defenses in the in the NFL in the last several years. We should go get that guy to deal with this trade. That's a bold statement. Damn, you really going in, huh? So we'll see uh, if that pays dividends. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Saints fans. Uh, he might it. be great. I actually think that he's like if he's going to go anywhere. He should go to the Saints. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he can uh, – I think he could perform well in a defense like that. Yeah, of course. Theoretically. I mean, that defense is the only good thing about that team, really. Yep. I mean, their offense is flip well, a coin. And, you know uh, what I mean? They got a tight end over there. Mm. <laughs> they got a full-time They do. End. They have a tight end that used to be a quarter. I have no room to complain about Taysom Hill. The Falcons just drafted a guy who started out as a quarterback – then moved to running back and then became a linebacker <laughs> and we drafted him in the third oh, round. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's like one of the biggest head scratchers in the entire draft. It's like, okay. So he's like Taysom Hill, but he plays both sides of the ball. Okay. Mm. Weird. Interesting. Man, he's going to be a special teams player. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, but that, I guess that can get us into the draft. Yeah, uh, let's go. That's basically the news. I don't know. I didn't see. Wait, wait, wait. What about the Tannehill? You gonna wait on that? Oh yes. Well, well, maybe we can include that as when we get to that conversation in the draft. Okay, let's go. Because right, it's sort of directly related to that. uh, Um, my first question is like, I don't. Did you see who went first overall? I didn't really see it. Who went first overall? (laughs) Nope, I didn't see it all. I didn't see it either. I'm reading here. Let's see. Uh, It says here. Oh, oh, Uh, the 2022 NFL draft got started off on the right motherfucking spot. (laughs) And you know, I'm going to say it. Yeah, go ahead. Give me the grapefruit because (laughs) was the number one overall pick, baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, Congratulations to Georgia before we even... if we say right now that they broke a record and got 15, dude, do you have to say it 15 times? <laughs> do you have to say Let's my man, say- former Bulldog, 50? Like, we know you broke a record. Congratulations. You won, we'll the, uh, we won, you won the championship, and a lot of players made it in. Uh, and it shows why a loaded team like that won the championship. Makes sense. <laughs> I feel like you're sort of understating how how huge this is. No, it's uh, amazing. I mean, <clears throat> this was one of the calling cards and one of the bragging rights that my favorite college team always had, even years they weren't champions, is that mm-hmm. we create NFL players. That's, That's true. what we do. So it was like, yeah. I, I know that feeling of like, man, I get to watch this guy play. And you know when I feel like the tide changed? Rashad mm-hmm. Jones. Okay. I remember when Rashad Jones came out. And he was uh Dolphins picked him up and I and I hit my boy up, my boy Ken, who's probably listening. What up, Ken? And uh I was like, damn, I hit him, I was like, yo, this safety from Georgia. Like, this dude, he's he's only a rookie, he's balling. 
He's like, hey, them Georgia boys, man. And then I started like paying attention when Georgia dudes came out. And I was like, damn, they really cranking out some some good players. There wasn't as many as now. But now it's like, that's the school to be reckoned with, man. I think they finally figured out a way to sort of stack four and five star recruits and then put them on a rotation. Yeah. You know, and that was sort of the... You know, because one of the things that's interesting about this first round pick is that it was obviously highly debated, right? Who's better? If you just look at, if you look at this, like the production, everyone's saying Hutchinson is the better edge rusher. Yeah. But then, of course, everyone's like, you know, Walker is in a rotation. So clearly he's not going to have the same stats as Hutchinson. If I set aside my fandom, Mm -hmm. I still actually think that this makes a lot of sense for the Jaguars, if you look at it more closely, right? Because GMs draft for a reason, yeah. for many, many reasons. But at the top of their list is drafting to win their division because that's sort of the most surefire way to make the playoffs. Yeah. And the reason why Walker didn't have the sack count and the numbers as other edge rushers have is because he's known more as a monster against the run. Okay. And when you're the Jags, you got to figure out a way to stop Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. Mm. So if you look, okay, do I want Hutchinson who, yeah, sure. Maybe he's better at getting to the quarterback or do I want Walker? Who's an ace at stopping the run I think that's the real reason why they took him. Mm. Okay. Will it work out? I have no idea. That makes sense. Um, Even though that makes sense, but you can't, plan for like when you're drafting you can't really plan for like what the team is not what if they uh you know if taylor gets injured or if the the Colts go a different direction (laughs) with a different coach the identity Mm -hmm. might change Mm -hmm. they can't be thinking in the now so Mm -hmm. if i was driving i would look at what i want my defense to look like but sure it's not bad to have trayvon walker on your defense but that's also not to say that it's not like he can't get to the quarterback. Right, he did that of plenty of times. Of course. You know what I mean? It just wasn't what he was being asked to do. And in the moment where it mattered the most in the national championship game, he he did get to the quarterback. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, you know, against one of the best offensive lines in college football. So it's not like you're getting some guy who sucks, you know what no, I mean? No, of course. Not. Um now the real issue is like, will the Jags be able to use them properly or manage their team properly finally, because I mean, they, you know, they, they tend to draft pretty high year after year and, and most yeah, years man. they suck. So, yeah, man, especially last year when they had uh, urban Meyer who had no fucking clue. So there's that. Cle- yeah, clearly. Um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Moving into the rest of the first round, I, I was thinking that maybe first off, I think we should talk about some of the, some of the trades that happened mm-hmm. in the first round, which were amazing. I mean, the biggest one, obviously, after Mike Vrabel said that A.J. Brown would be a Titan for as long as he would be a coach uh, with the Titans, A.J. Brown was traded to the Eagles. <laughs> I mean, d- to me, this is the story of the draft. Yeah. Um, so they, the Eagles, I mean, they were – the Eagles I in, in a – I think you could easily argue that the Eagles kind of won the draft if you had to pick a winner. I mean, they moved up to select uh defensive tackle 
who just happens to be my man, <laughs> former Bulldog Jordan Davis, uh, with the number 13 well, overall they pick. they win twice. Uh, and then they traded their other first round selection, mm-hmm. which was a, a, the number 18 pick. Mm-hmm. So they traded the number 18 pick. They also traded pick 101, uh, I think, um, in, 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 and traded it for A.J. Brown. That was it. That was all they had to do. Like, they got A.J. AJ Brown for 18th overall pick and 101st overall pick. How is that not a steal? He's going to want that contract soon. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, the Titans eventually did use that 18 number 18 pick to to pick up uh, – Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. So Good Burks, ha- Burks is going to have some shoes to fill, man. Exactly, great player. Uh, but it's one of those things where if it doesn't work out, then Tennessee is going to have egg on their face because they had because their you, guy who got the chemistry with you know, the quarterback. Because yeah. you know who AJ Brown is, we all know yeah. who he is. Yeah, he's a, he's amazing. Top ten receiver in the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is going to be. This is going to be one of the more interesting stories to watch, I think. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Um, the Lions. They had the second. <laughs> you don't often hear the air horns for the Lions. No, man. Uh, they had the second and the 32nd pick in round in round one. Because the Rams they took like, Aiden Hutch- Yeah, they took Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. uh, the edge rusher, with the second overall pick. Yep. And then they got a little saucy. They got a little savvy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made a trade with the Vikings. So the Lions moved up 20 spots from 32 to 12 yep. and picked up what some people are arguing could be the best wide receiver in the draft, Alabama receiver Jamison Williams. Fourth fourth receiver selected, though. Yeah. Well, the reason why is because Williams suffered a um, – right. uh, uh, a knee injury mm-hmm. um, in the game, in the national, in the national championship game. Yeah, I remember that. Um, that I'm th- pretty sure they lost that game. <laughs> they lost that game. I think I'm. Hold on, let me. Yep, yep, yep they yep, lost. Yep, it checks yep. out. Checks out. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's good. Trust me. If he does, oh, re- if he recovers 100 percent from that from that uh, knee injury, this is going to be a great. Um, if I recall correctly, it was great. a no contact knee injury, right? Wasn't he That's right correct. running a he did, slant? He did it to his damn self. <laughs> uh is one way to put it. But uh I don't know, I'm not trying I'm not laughing at the injury so people know, but no contact yeah. knee injuries normally is a really bad sign. Yeah. That's probably he did why it he after, but well, actually what nice happened trouble. is he, he did it after making a catch. He made a great catch and then yeah. he tried to make a move. Yeah. Um and yeah. Some people say if he didn't go down, they might have won that game. But that doesn't matter. Some people say yeah, that. That doesn't matter. <laughs> right. They could say you could as my grandma would say, you could say in one hand and shit yeah. in the other and see which one fills up first. Exactly. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Southern sayings. Cause I could go through I could I could do the same thing about yeah. when if, we, what if George Pickens two years ago if Marshawn did the exact Lynch. same. Marshawn Lynch, every, you can. If Marshawn yeah, Lynch uh, gets the ball, then they they don't throw the ball or intercept it and lose the Super Bowl. It's, it's a, an argument. Go, it's everything. It's an argument for losers. So fuck you, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I think this is a great move by the Lions. 
Uh, it's definitely yeah. going to make their hard knocks more interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We brushed over the Titans quickly, uh, but we didn't um, – the, the AJ the trade and the A.J. Brown leaving. And then there's another uh, element to this is uh, Tannehill's going to have to learn a new quarterback. And Correct. the Titans also drafted one of the hyped-up quarterbacks that everybody was talking about. Um, leading yep. up to the draft that we thought was going to get picked first. But the first quarterback was taken by my F- Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, <laughs> no, but they were taken <laughs> by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so Malik Willis is now a Titan, and yep. Tannehill apparently took the loss to the Bengals really hard mm. uh, in the playoffs and went into mm-hmm. a depression. Mm. So he said he had to go to therapy. Oh, damn. Uh, he said he went to a really dark place after that loss. Wow. He said he took it hard. He wasn't used to, first of all, he was a Dolphin so long, he didn't know about playoff victories and losses. So, right. <laughs> no, but he's Well, there. and also, also, when your team gets nine sacks, you're not supposed to lose the game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He probably <laughs> feels like it's his fault. Uh, and then um, he, he said he went to therapy and that it's not his job. To mentor Malik Willis. He yeah. came out and said that. That's not his job to do that. He said, it's not it's my little... job to mentor him, but if he learns something from me, then that's great for him. <laughs> Damn, that's kind of cold, man. That's colder than Rodgers, who was pissed about Jordan Love. Cold-blooded. <laughs> yeah, man. God damn, Ryan. And he's always been the high, taking the high road guy. Yeah, Always, sure. he gets he deals with so much <laughs> shit. But maybe his therapist is like, "Listen, man, you got to stop. You know, don't stop mm. being the the bigger man all the time. Maybe mm-hmm. it's gonna be a new Ryan Tannehill. Maybe he's turning into Philip Rivers, where mm-hmm. he's gonna be on the sidelines, like you can kiss my butt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sure, you know, uh, yeah. fluff you and your family. You know, <laughs> Dagnabbit. <laughs> Dagnabbit. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see this uh, post therapy. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, yeah, it's gonna. It, this is gonna be an interesting storyline for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. What uh, else you got? The Ravens. Ravens had an interesting draft day. Uh, yeah, man. They traded uh, Marquise Hollywood Hollywood Brown to the Arizona Cardinals for the twenty third pick. Ooh. Uh, and then they turned around and traded that pick to the Bills in exchange for the 25th pick and the, the 130th pick. When the Ravens finally did use this pick, they took Iowa center Tyler Linderbaum. A lot of people thought this guy was going to go way higher, but people right. just didn't need a center. He's an All-American at the position. Yeah. Uh, he won the Remington Trophy, which goes to the top center in college football, but none of that really mattered to Lamar Jackson, who let fire in all caps, what the fucking fuck, bro, we traded away Hollywood, yeah. followed by seven broken heart emojis. Uh, that's why, you, that's why later, you're not a GM. <laughs> like, well, it later, the thing that's weird about this is that it later came out that Lamar was in the loop the whole time. So I'm not entirely sure why he was pretending to be surprised by this. This is new. This is new age, man. This is the scrub your Instagram age. Exactly. Of player, man. These fucking posers, man. It's these new players that are uh, more concerned about what the uh, the outside thinks than what's real. 
And mm. I don't like it at all. Because apparently they're childhood friends too, right? <coughs> aren't they from the, aren't they both from like the Miami area? Oh yeah, I think so. Uh, so uh, that's probably why he had to do it publicly like that. But come on, man, well, don't. Uh, he's not on the team. What's the, what's the point? What the, I don't know. And they're trying to help your ass out, man. You over here running for your life every game. Yeah, he, he eventually he eventually had to clarify the statement and say, "Oh, it's not a. I'm not talking smack about my new center. I like this guy." Oh, we didn't tell you know. that. <clears throat> Anyway, saying, yeah, he, you like him. I don't. I don't know. I just think they just he, shut up sometimes, everybody. Exactly. One thing that will be interesting to keep an eye on is to con- keep in mind that this is this is a contract year for Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and unlike a lot of other dudes, uh, yeah. Jackson is willing to roll the dice on his stock going up. But if you take away all of his receiving threats, what's he going to do at the end of this year? Mm. Is he going to say, you know, this could be as much of a prove it year for the Ravens as it is for him, where oh. he's basically gets it get to the end of the year where he's going to say, you know what, this didn't go according to plan. Fuck this. I want to play somewhere else. Yo, guess what just dawned mm-hmm. on me? What's that? The Cardinals got Christian Kirk. They got he he went to the Jags. He's gone. Oh, he gone. Okay, okay. Now mm. it makes it. Okay, it makes more sense. I thought they had Kirk Brown and they're going to have Hopkins. Mm. But I guess not. So, okay. Well, now they have Well, it does make more sense given that I think that the Cardinals knew Right. That's what I was going to say. That this you. DeAndre Hopkins suspension was coming, so clearly they wanted to go out and and get a receiver that could fill that spot while he's gone. Okay. Um, cuz now they have Hopkins Hollywood Brown, AJ Green. Uh, Stop talking about it. Who else? What do you mean? I I didn't say my man, former Bulldog AJ Green. I just said said AJ Green. (laughs) Well, now I've said it. Uh, (laughs) You made me say it. I didn't say it. (laughs) Come on, man. AJ Green. This also. He's remote controlled now. There's somebody on the sidelines <laughs> controlling his body. He's so old, man. It's, it's actually me controlling him, and I'm so bad at Madden. It fucks up. <clears throat> um, this also follows a, a recent trend, uh, given that Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown are former college teammates from their visit Oklahoma. Oh, okay. That's the new thing. So there's thing. that. Mm-hmm. That's the new thing, man. Um, yeah, let's, uh, some other kind of notable moments from round one that I found interesting. Um, the draft started off mostly with defense, Mm -hmm. not since 1991. Have you seen this many defensive players go so early in the first round? Um, we already mentioned my man, former bulldog (laughs) Trayvon Walker, so we don't need to talk about him. Um, Hutchinson was number two, Derek Stingley, the safety was number three. Um, self-proclaimed God's gift to football, uh, Sauce Gardner went number four. <laughs> yeah. uh, Man, the Jets kind of the Jets, the Jets killed it. They made We're gonna some get moves. to that. Giants too. The Giants took uh, Kayvon Thibodeau at number five. That was a good one. Um, Kenny Pickett in a clear example of trying not to make the same mistake twice. The Steelers selected Kenny Pickett. And the only quarterback taken in the first round. 
And by same mistake twice, I mean that both Kenny Pickett and Dan Marino played for the University of Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Um, apparently the Steelers passed on Marino back in the day because they mm. were afraid it would kind of blow up in their faces as a bad pick. And they, the only reason they made it is because he was a local hometown yeah. favorite. A lot of people probably don't realize that I think University of Pittsburgh plays in the same building as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Really? Heinz Field? Like they're literally in the same building. Wow. Um. <clears throat> anyway, Marino went on to be one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. What was that? Um, What'd you say? Dan Marino went on uh, to be one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Somehow oh, I do okay. not think we will be saying the same thing about Kenny Pickett. No, um, I don't think the same thing. I've seen – I've seen this kid play. He, he, I give him credit. He's got a lot of guts and a lot of heart, but unless he develops and, and reads the field better, I kind of think this kid is he's Baker Mayfield 2.0, in my opinion. Shit. Um, oh, hold on. Pause, 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 pause. Mm. I want to talk really quickly about Baker Mayfield's predecessor. Okay. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who is now playing in this... FCF League fan, fan control, control baby. football. I watched a little bit of it. Uh, uh, and Johnny Manziel is on the same team as Terrell Owens. <laughs> and uh he kept trying to throw him the ball. You know, they got they got blown out. Mm. They lost pretty bad. And uh I don't I don't think I like this fan control football, man. I have seen clips of it. I can't get down with it. I can't get down with it. First of all, it's not the right amount of players. It looks like Looks like arena. Kind of, it looks like arena football, but it's not as exciting yeah. as arena football. And then the fans mm. are involved in it. It's just like it's weird. It's proved that fans should not be doing more than just cheering for their teams. Agreed. Yeah. I think it's super weird. Um, speaking of weird, uh, the Patriots produced the biggest reach <laughs> in round one, trading yeah. back. Trading back from the 21 spot to the 29 spot to select UT Chattanooga guard Cole Strange. Strange. Um, Interesting that they did such a strange thing for Strange. I know. that If this pick winds up being as big a reach as I'm claiming it to be, the dad jokes will clearly write themselves. <laughs> um, but they could have gotten him. They could have traded, maybe got more assets and gone to the second round and gotten him. Did right? you see the uh, Did you see the video clip that everybody was talking about with Les Need and uh, um, what's his name? Rams coach. A My brain just froze, yeah. With Sneed and McVeigh? No, I did not. When he, uh, you should watch it. It's funny because he later had to apologize for it. You know, the Rams didn't have a pick in the first round, so they were basically just sitting up on a press at a presser, <laughs> watching the draft. And there's lots of you know journalists and cameras around. Yeah. And then when this pick came through, Les Sneed was like, "Oh my God, UT Chattanooga? Are you kidding me?" And McVeigh's like. <laughs> Ah, he's like laughing, like like he's like we thought this guy was gonna go at like one oh five, like ah! wow. And then the next day, uh, he had to come out and do another apology bit, like oh, I have all the respect in the world for Bill Belichick, and it's like it's really wow. funny, it's a really really funny clip. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I don't. Um, I, if I were him, I wouldn't even apologize, but whatever. Everybody's yeah. so sensitive. Yeah. 
the Patriots also took a quarterback in the sixth round, which was kind of a funny choice too. It was like, what are you doing? Uh, most people that I have read or listened to in the days after the draft are suggesting that maybe it's time for the Patriots to get a GM, have a G to get a GM. Yeah. <laughs> um, it might be time to take the reins away. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see the man, New York might team, be the best offensive guard ever. I, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the New York teams had a great first round. Yeah. Uh, the well, Giants. What happens up, when you have a bunch of picks? <laughs> like, yeah, the, the Giants. A bunch of picks in the first twenty picks. They both both teams. Totally. The Giants picked up Kayvon Thibodeau, considered one of the, you know, real number one edge rusher uh, by some. Uh, plus Alabama O lineman Evan Neal, who. You know, moving Evan Neal off of the offensive line is like trying to move a small building across the street. He's a giant human. Unless you're uh, you're a man, former Bulldog. No, go ahead. Unless you're Trayvon Walker, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. who did manage to get around him to sack the. I don't know. Yeah, it's just I mean, something it's just, you yeah. can go back and watch the tape. Uh, the Jets. Uh, you could easily argue they won the draft too. They were fortunate enough to have Sauce Gardner fall to them, mm-hmm. um, as well as Ohio State receiver Garrett Wilson. Yep, um, who is supposed to be this elite deep threat kind of guy, um, perfect for that quarterback that they have. Um, they also traded back a bit to swoop up one of the best pass rushers in the draft, is Florida State Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, man, he was, um, was making moves, man. The Jets out here. Trying to shine, they were hustling. They're doing they it for their hustling. for their coach, man, Robert Sala. Yeah, absolutely. Now um, just got to spend a little money. Didn't they spend some money too? They did. What did they spend it on? I don't remember. I feel like they they went and did some stuff because uh, we mm-hmm. were talking about how they normally don't do that for non-white coaches, but uh, <clears throat> we'll see. Well, he, yeah, that's true. Well, he's sort of, yeah. No, nah, he's Middle Eastern. That's true. Uh, also, the Saints pulled off a nice little round one deal, trading their number 16 pick to the Commanders. Commanders! Uh, they moved up to the 11th spot, and they got Ohio State receiver Chris Olave. Very smart pick. Um, Saints had a good draft, right? According and to, then they and then they held on to their number nineteen pick to get uh, Trevor Penning, who's one of the top offensive tackles. So they they made some smart moves for yeah, sure. Man. They need to protect the. Uh, they need to protect Jameis. Yeah. Um, instead of allowing uh, conventional wisdom to set in, the Green Bay Packers, with their two late first rounders, did not take a wide receiver as most people predicted they would. Instead. They went back to back defensive George Bulldogs. Yeah. They picked up Quay Walker, who's linebacker, and uh Devontae Wyatt, edge rusher. Um, both quality picks, obviously, but that, that is now oddly twenty straight years without oh. drafting a wide receiver, tight end, or a running back in the first round for the Green Bay Packers. And and like what I mean, you gotta think about it. What wide receiver is good in their first year? Oh, all of them that <laughs> 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 in the first all first round wide receivers there's not how many busts do you have you don't really have a bust wide receiver and i just i, I think it's a little crazy especially considering that 
you know, there were some good wide receivers that went early in the second round too, and they didn't even take a crack at any of those. Yeah, they did. Well, they they did later, but I'm just no saying their, the their ones second that... their second round pick was the the second pick in the second round, Christian Watson, North Dakota State wide receiver. Yeah, but I think there were other wide receivers that were in a better, who were more highly sought after. I feel like they may have taken the wrong guy. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That part I you can't say. Know. But they did go for it early in the second round. True. Uh, my Atlanta Falcons actually started the run on wide receivers, trendsetters, not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> they selected the USC receiver Drake London. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, before I go any further, okay, I would like to revisit the experience or the encounter I had with the real live Falcon last week. Okay. 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 Remember, I was yes, in the I forest. Remember. I was visited by a Falcon Kyle who Pitt, picked yeah. up. Who picked a up magpie. whatever? Well, there was some debate in the Facebook group over what bird was was abducted, which you know maybe that matters. But anyway, I knew it in the moment that it, it you know, that this was significant. Okay, <laughs> it it meant something, but at the time I didn't really know what it meant. Okay, <laughs> okay, but after I saw who the Falcons picked in the first round of the draft. Mm. I was I was visited again by a I would say I was visited by a version of Sammy Watkins not in his physical form <laughs> not in physical form I was visited what I I think I was visited by by his essence by the essence of Sammy Watkins and and he spoke to me uh-huh. without speaking of course right which is a weird yeah he made it very clear that this experience of witnessing that falcon swoop in, flying off with that bird or magpie or whatever the fuck it was, what that meant was that my Atlanta Falcons, that pick, Drake London, mm-hmm. will be the second coming of Randy Moss. Oh, shit. Uh, I want to add one thing, too, that you didn't mention. Yeah. You, you know, because we're talking about <laughs> falcons, we're talking about birds like flying objects and whatnot and powerful objects and stuff like that yep what is drake in swedish oh it's a dragon right Mm -hmm. drake bro (laughs) you just blew my mind (laughs) that's the element of it that we got to think about man Wow. Okay. So needless to say, I love this pick. He's a big ass dude. He's got serious yak skills. He's 6'4", 219 pounds, which and makes pants. him a big time vertical freak. And we got Kyle. My favorite joke was like, oh, I love this basketball team that the Falcons are putting together. <laughs> you got your one, your one bet away from a really quality wide receiver core. Exactly. But yeah. if he if he didn't make that bet, he'd be out there playing with y'all this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a great pick. I, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's cool. Um, so after and, we'll and, then, the, and then maybe next year you get another wide receiver, and then your boy mm-hmm. comes back. What's his name? That's suspended. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley comes back. Mm. You got like you're loaded, man. I, I still a quarterback. Feel, you still need a quarterback. 
Oh, no, we just got one. We're going to get to that. Okay. Uh, rounds two and three, notable moments. The pi- Packers, like we said, they finally took a wide receiver. Uh, but the big question is, did they take the right guy? Um, they traded their 53rd and 59th pick to the Vikings so that they could move up to the two spot. And they took Christian Watson from North Dakota State. When they could have taken Sky Moore, who went to the Chiefs, Tyquan Thornton, who went to the Patriots, they could have taken my man, former Bulldog George Pickens, who went to the Steelers, mm-hmm. all of which were ranked higher than Watson. Um, so I I don't see how this really solves their problem. We'll see, man. You can't judge that yet. It's it's hard to say, don't but I'm predicting. That. Don't fall into that, Skiff. My hot take is that this guy sucks. <laughs> and my hot take is that if Aaron Rodgers throwing to him, it's going to make him look better. That's true. That's a fair point. Uh, Seattle had back-to-back picks in the second round. Most people expected them to take a quarterback, uh, but they took a D lineman and a running back. To me, it kind of feels like she – it felt like when the draft was over that Baker Mayfield – like the only landing spot for Baker Mayfield would be Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Um, But now I'm hearing that that they're not interested in that. So now I don't know what the hell's going on. Maybe Kaepernick's going to pop up. Yeah, maybe. There were no running backs taken in the first round, but three three uh finally came off the board in the second round. The Jets the Jets took Brees Hall, who mm-hmm. was thought of as one of the best from Ohio State. Seahawks took this Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State, also a bowling ball of a running back. Um and the Bills took, you know, my man, former Bulldog James Cook. <laughs> brother of <laughs> um Brother of Dalvin Cook. Exactly. With his helmet on, he's a dead ringer for his brother. They got basically the same hair. Their body looks the same. They have very similar running styles, too. I think uh, D- Dalvin Cook, is a, he's a little bigger than yeah. his brother, James. Um, but, yeah, he's also – the other thing about James Cook is that he's a perfect fit for Buffalo because yeah. James Cook is um, – he, he can run the ball downfield, um, but he is a massive threat in the passing game as well. Like he was a he was a big part of Georgia's passing game. Um, sometimes they would send him down the field like a wide receiver. Um, so he's 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 good at catching the ball. Um, I just I think it's kind of fascinating to see how this position in general is just so undervalued at the moment. Um, I mean, I wide mean, receivers are taking over the league. Yeah, the league has become a passing league, so teams should adjust and. And don't do like what's the last one that was really high was Saquon Barkley, and you see how mm. little impact he's. Mm. He's been great to watch. He's fun to watch, but yeah. he hasn't brought his team anywhere. It's not like they drafted. He's him never. Anywhere. He hasn't really quite lived up to his potential. That's for right. sure. Um, speaking of undervalued, it took until the third round for most of these quarterbacks to start coming off the board. <laughs> yeah. uh, and again, Falcons out here playing trendsetter. They started the wide receiver run in, in round one, and then they got the QB game going, taking Cincinnati Bearcat quarterback Desmond Ritter. Um, like all the QBs, I think this is a total co- uh, coin toss. I saw him play, um, and I was not impressed. I watched a couple I, games I, with him playing. I just happened to see him play, and I was just like, ugh. They were like kind of hyping had, him, too. I was just like, no, nah, man. He had some good ones. He had some bad ones. Yeah. Uh, the knock on him is that he's not he's not that great past his first read. 
which is obviously what it looked a problem. Like. He looked confused out there when on the games. I saw. Mm. I think Miami <clears throat> played them, but I think I saw him in another game too. Or I did see him in another game too. I don't know what he did manage to get the Cincinnati Bearcats into the college football playoffs, which is like oh, unprecedented. That's yeah, that's true. Um, good point. So there's that. He he's good at extending a play. Um, I mean the fact that he fell this far, the Falcons almost had to take him. Interesting that they chose him instead of Malik Willis because right. Malik Willis was still on the board at the time as well. So to me, that will be an interesting future yeah. uh, question to consider. Obviously, um, I, Malik Willis, his comp is uh, Russell Wilson, right? Are they saying that that's? I think he plays. Yeah, like he's Wilson. he's a little more athletic. I mean, Ritter is athletic. Ritter's little, athletic, though. Ritter's athletic, but he is it, mostly is this, Hill, is this Tannehill Wilson thing that happened that same year when they both they actually the compared. You know what? Ritter's comp is actually Marcus Mariota. Mariota. That's what they said in the draft, which is kind well. Of it weird. makes sense for the Falcons to have him as a backup. It does. I mean, if you think about like where they took him in the third round, because the draft is all about trying not to embarrass yourself, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's like. <laughs> He's either going to be a franchise QB or he's going to be a bust. The fact that you took him in the third round, it's like, all right, fine. He, if he doesn't work out, then it's like, we took him in the third round. We took a crack at him and it didn't work and and uh, we're moving on. Um, but yeah, again, Titans took Malik Willis. Um, I'm actually, I am surprised the Falcons didn't take Malik Willis. He's a hometown Atlanta boy, yeah. played for Roswell High School. Um, he is a little more athletic yeah um we'll see what happens but i don't know um carolina okay so carolina the rumor was that they were trying to put together a trade package for baker mayfield okay during during the draft but it fell through at the last minute so they used their 94th overall pick to select Old Miss quarterback Matt Corral. Okay. This dude is the definition of a coin toss to me. Okay. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that Matt Corral is the Panthers' latest big mistake at this position. I got a feeling uh, like if they couldn't get if they couldn't get Sam Bradford to be more functioning, you know what I mean. Hmm. Then why Sam Darnold, another, you mean? Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Sam Darnold. Damn, I went back. Sam <clears throat> but if they couldn't get Sam Darnold to work out, then maybe they don't have the developmental team that they would need for a project. I, I think Matt Rule is going to get fired at the end of next year. Yeah, is he what I got think. fired at the end of this year. Because this guy, they're obviously hoping that Matt Corral will be the second coming of Dan Marino, but I think he's a little closer to Baker Mayfield, and he might even be worse in that, his comp is probably a little closer to someone like Taysom Hill. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. And I'm not saying that just to be rude to Saints fans. I really think that he could be that bad. Okay. Mm. Damn. Uh, and, they, got, they got bad luck, man. They they had opportunities at a time when there was just not much of a pool to choose from. Mm, Quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. The, uh... uh not that you care anymore, um, but the Dolphins finally got in on the fun with their first uh, pick in the draft coming in the third round. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and what did they do? They took my man, former Bulldog linebacker Ch- Channing Tindall, of course. Okay. Um, explosive tackler, four four speed. Um, Georgia uses him a lot, or used him a lot as, to spy the quarterback. Um, huge part of how they managed to contain Bryce Young in the national championship game. He's a great linebacker. Um, I thought it was a nice touch that they, even you as a former Dolphins fan will like this, they brought out Larry Zonka to make the pick in honor of the Dolphins 50th anniversary of their undefeated championship team. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's always good to see Larry Zonka. Yeah, of course. It's a great name. Zonka. C-Z-O-N-C-K. Zonka. (laughs) (laughs) I love Uh, that guy. You you mentioned the 40 speed on this linebacker. Yep. And it made me think of Rich Eisen. You know him, right? The uh, oh, yeah. NFL analyst. Uh, mm-hmm. Or just uh, he's kind of a lead on the on these NFL shows. And he runs mm-hmm. the 40 every year. Did you know that? To raise mm-hmm. money for St. Jude uh, Children's Research mm-hmm. Hospital. And, uh, and I think it's a great thing he does. He does it in his suit with some sneakers on, and he runs the 40. He's really, really bad at running the 40. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he does it to raise money, and, uh, and it's a great thing. This year, he had like the, the cast of like the NFL analysts run as well. Mm. And uh, they all went before Rich ran. Mm. Michael Vick still runs a sub 540. <laughs> He ran like a four eight something like that. <laughs> guess how fast? Guess how fast? Uh, um, RG three ran it. RG three sub five. Is he sub five too? What's your guess? Four, four seven. Four four eight. Oh my god! He's still like. He was when he ran, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" (laughs) I didn't even realize he's so big. He's a big dude too. He didn't feel like he was that big when he played because he's always like laying on his back. But uh, this guy fucking smoked it. It was crazy. And then uh, Rich Eisen ran a six one six. But there was it was cool to watch. They did like a little feature on him on the NFL Network. Uh, and it's cool. It's a cool thing that he does. He started as a joke years ago, and he does it every year now, and raises a bunch of money for St. Jude uh, Hospital, who's done yeah, great the run, things. run, rich, run. Yeah, it's a it's a cool initiative. Yeah, but I just thought that I wanted to bring that up, man. That fucking RG three still got it speed wise. He still got that. That's crazy. Uh, oh, let's see Michael what else happened. It, continuing on with rounds two and three, the Eagles. Um, Continued their smart moves I, I, after you know swooping up AJ Brown and then getting Jordan Davis. Uh, they managed to pick up offensive lineman Cam Jurgens, who just kind of fell into their lap. They managed to find themselves um, with the opportunity to snatch up what. Okay, this is not me saying this. Everybody else is saying that this is the steal of the draft because they managed to get. <laughs> My man, former Bulldog, N'Kobe Dean, in the third round. Which was a little shocking that he fell that far. The rumor is, is that he fell because he had some injuries and people were unclear about whether or not he needs to have surgery. Also, he's very small as a linebacker. Um, but he was the leading tackler on the number one college defense 
in America due to special. Uh, and who picked him up? The Eagles picked him up. Eagles. Eagles making moves, man. Is Telling that my you. new team? I don't know. I don't know. Um, ugh, the Falcons made a lot of interesting picks that I quite liked in the later rounds. That Arnold, <laughs> Arnold Ebicady, good guy. The fucking Troy Anderson. Who's the guy? Who's stop this it, weirdo Skiff. guy? Who's stop this weirdo? It. Skiff, stop. Stop, Skiff. Stop. Oh, here it is. That's this guy. <laughs> Six foot four linebacker who's a quarterback, running back, and a linebacker. <laughs> what were they thinking? That's that's the question. Unbelievable. Listen, man, we can't it's the it's the end of the draft. You can't you gotta I know you haven't watched it as intently as you did this year, but pump the brakes a little bit, Skiff. Wait till at least wait till the preseason game three. Yeah, but I haven't even gotten to my man, former Bulldog Zamir White, who was selected <laughs> by the Raiders in the fourth round. I mean, listen, man, this a, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. There were a lot of kickers taken in the draft this year. Did you see that? Man, have you seen kickers' performances lately? Crazy. Kickers are people too, bro. <laughs> uh, the Browns, Ravens, Bucks, and Bills all took a kicker. Uh, three of Damn. them went in the fourth round. Damn, that's early. Okay, that doesn't normally happen. That's pretty weird. I mean, one of them was my man, former Bulldog Jake Camarda, <laughs> but you know. Well, we'll see, and um, you know what we'll do. Uh, next year it'll be our third year. It's NFL. Right mm. or is this our this, mm. this is our third season coming up? This is our third season. Yeah. After that, Correct. I think we can go back to the 2020 draft, which was when we began this podcast. Yeah, and then grade the teams on the players that they picked up based upon where those players are now and how much they're involved. Oh, we're gonna redraft team. everyone? Not redraft, but re- reevaluate the draft. Like, all oh, right, we could say that's like, fun to look at. Yeah, sure. we can go because once after three years, you know, that's when we can go in. So calm down, Skiff. <laughs> we don't know. So it might be you might have fucking nailed it. You might have nailed it this year, but we don't know, man. Maybe that uh, that that guy's gonna play on both sides of the ball and what? be the. the <laughs> we'll see. The we'll Swiss see. Army knife that you need. Maybe he'll be the only player in NFL history to, in a single game, throw a touchdown. Score a rushing touchdown, mm-hmm. but also score a pick six touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Throw that in there too. <laughs> you might as well. He catch a screen pass, get them yeah. yak yards. Let's go. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I'm just being optimistic. Yeah, I know. Uh, I did know. you see this? Did you see this guy that the Ravens picked up in the fourth round? Yeah, I think he might be the biggest player in NFL history at this point. Offensive lineman Daniel Falele played for University of Minnesota. Go Gophers. He's from Australia. Mm-hmm. He's six foot eight and he weighs 390 pounds. God damn. No <laughs> way those knees hold up. No way those knees hold up. The Ravens are fucking picking up some big dudes. Woo. I'm glad you mentioned that. Before uh you 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 hit me up and you were like, we're trying to find you a team, John. Exactly. And uh, let's – you look at the draft, and based on the draft, you find the team that you could you could 
look at that draft and get on board with that team. That was the question I wanted to ask. Is there yeah. is there a team that you saw in the draft that made you think that's my kind of team? Yes. And and it just so happens that uh you've already pitched this team to me. I figured. Yeah, and it's the Ravens, man. Mm. It's the Ravens. What, they they do What was right. it that they what was it that they did despite the fact that they gave away their their wide receiver number one to get this thing started. What was it about the Ravens that made you? That was the thing that they focused. Excited. They're always forward thinking. The way when they're drafting, they have a, like a personality to their team, and they mm. always stick with it, man. No matter what, they're not the type of team that's trying to go for the flash, even though there's so much pressure right now to do that. And Hollywood Brown was the flash, and it was good. The combination of him and uh, and Lamar Jackson when it worked was great. But Lamar Jackson was running around for his life too much. So what do you do? You go in there and you get the best center in the draft, wondering why he fell all the way down there to you. And you hmm. hold hold steady, and you do that, and you get him, um, <laughs> and then get this gigantic man <laughs> as well. Um, I'm not a, a huge uh, Mel Kiper fan hmm. but uh mel kuyper did give them um an a and mm. uh he said that talk this is his quote talk about a class of value this is an outstanding haul even if we don't consider that they use uh all six of their round four picks of those fourth rounders tackle falale tight end isaiah mm. likely uh were my favorites likely could be a red zone weapon for lamar jackson also see six rounder tyler batty making the team because of special teams ability like, they fill their needs. They're not thinking about that flashy shit. They're doing it the Baltimore <laughs> way. They got great coach. They got uh, good defense, and they stick with it. And I don't know, man. The way the way that they don't they, – all the outside noise, they just stay focused, and they do what they do, and they're building the team. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, But they're still going to have to go and get him – I would say get him another receiver. But you know what? They don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's the yeah, thing I, like I, about them. I, I would argue that Hollywood Brown is probably one of the more overrated receivers in the yes. NFL. I don't think they're really losing that much, to be honest Let's with you. Let's not forget the big drops that he's, he's had, too. He goes he goes missing yeah, during large chunks of the season. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they do have the best tight end in the league, for sure. Yeah. Um, Mark, Mark Andrews is money. You, you said best? I think he's the most reliable tight end in the league. I think it's because I, the. I, yeah. I guess you could argue with Kelsey. And, I was gonna and, say, don't forget, don't don't be <laughs> forget about Travis yeah. Kelsey, man. Okay, you know what? He's the second best. I I could say that, but he's in the top five for he's sure. He's in the top five, yeah. He's in the top five. They do need to get a real wide receiver. I don't know who's left on the roster now. Um, my obvious problem with the Ravens is that they didn't draft any Bulldogs, but whatever. That's me. Um, <laughs> But I do think that they made some smart decisions, and I agree with you. They they are quite good at blocking out all of the noise about what everyone else is telling them they're supposed to draft. Yeah. Um, they are always competitive. Um, so there's that, which is nice. Um, I don't know. Who's out there for them to grab as a wide receiver, though? That's my concern. I think no matter what, they're gonna um, they're going to figure it out, man. I don't know. It's just like I, I just have confidence in that team. They're always in it, man. 
This was their True. first time ever coming in last in their division, though. But they also got destroyed by injuries. Mm. So, mm. but that's why when when you said that, I, I looked at, it, I was just like, man, that's it, man. That's 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 the team that the draft would make me say, that's the squad because they mm. they have their identity. You know what they're doing, and they just they do it right. But I, 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 I still am um, c- concerned about them at the wide receiver position, especially after losing Brown. But Brown wasn't a wide receiver one anyway. I think they were smart to move on from him. Yeah. I, I'm just a little concerned about what options are available yeah. at the moment because most everybody is – well, Jarvis Landry is still out there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be a, a smart, affordable move. They did grab a couple um, tight ends, so they might go with that, you know, big stack. They got a versatile tight end and mm-hmm. that uh, likely guy, uh, according to the scouting report on him. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll do that old Patriots style when they had uh, uh, Gronk and Hernandez, <clears throat> and they were just mm-hmm. plowing through people. Oh, that would be interesting. Julio's still out there and available? Yeah, there's, there's going to be options. There's always going to be wide receivers out there. Mm. So we'll see. They've never um, been a team for receivers anyway. True. Remember, I remember when they had Anquan Bolden at the tail end of his career. And everybody's like, oh, wow. Ravens went and got it. <laughs> Anquan Bolden. You know what I mean? That's not that's not mm. their thing, man. So I don't know. I, uh, they're, a, they're a candidate for my next team, man. Mm. I figured there were a couple of teams – in the draft that I, this was one that I thought you would gravitate towards. There's, mm-hmm. I, I kind of thought maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We, I, instead of pitching you a new team this week, I thought it would be a good idea to just let you react to the draft. Um, and then the teams that we have my interest were them. Yeah. The Ravens, the giants. I felt like they had a, a good draft. I mean, they couldn't, it's almost, yep. they almost couldn't mess that up. <laughs> positioning themselves <laughs> in the way that they did. Uh, the Jets, unfortunately uh, for them, I could never be a fan. Right. But they had a good draft that did pique my interest. Like, oh, shit. Um, made some, And they didn't blunder it. That's normally their thing. <laughs> Just uh, mm. <laughs> They remind me of... Uh, <laughs> I used to work at this uh, organic uh, market. Mm. And um, we would get an egg delivery every Tuesday mm-hmm. and Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then... I noticed that we were running out of eggs. I'm like, you know what? The egg delivery guy hasn't come for like two weeks now. So then we called to try to figure out what happened. And they said that the egg delivery, one of the guys, the forklift drivers, had uh, <laughs> had was bringing some eggs around the factory and dropped 15,000 <laughs> eggs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Just, just, just destroyed... 15,000 eggs, and uh, that's why we couldn't they had to wait for the hens to like <laughs> to, to have wow. to to uh to, to drop more eggs so that they can send them out again. That's why we hadn't got them. T- to me, that was the Jets, they were the guy with the forklifts. <laughs> when, whenever something could happen, they would drop 15,000 eggs, uh, but they didn't this time. So I was like, oh wow, if only I could not hate you all so much, I could actually cheer for you. But. That's so hilarious. those two teams, the Giants stand out. Um, Eagles always have a little place in my heart, 
and they had a mm-hmm. good draft as well, a savvy draft. Uh, they did. So, so that stood out to me. But the Ravens, they kind of just the way that they block out the noise and build the team the way they want to build it, and you know they're going to be competitive mm. no matter what. Interesting. Um, yeah, because we have a few more weeks before we take a break. So I'm yeah. trying to pick pick for the next couple of episodes. I'm trying to pick wisely the the final teams that I'm going to pitch yeah. to you. So I'm I'm getting a little strategic here. Uh, we'll get into that next week, um, because I guess we're going to take a break after they announce the NFL schedule. Yeah, which I believe comes out on May twelfth. Yeah. Um, there is. A, I read yesterday that they will likely be announcing the international games today. Oh wow! Today, Wednesday. So for us, probably later this evening. Uh, or afternoon. So we'll know who those opponents are going to be. One of the big rumors is that the Packers who are already slated to play in London. uh, The rumor is, is that they might be playing the Rams. That'd be one hell of a matchup. Hell yeah. (laughs) Supposedly the report is uh, the Rams have made it clear to, to the league that they don't, we don't mind we're available. We'll play that game if you want us to. Mm. Man, you get a Super That is really good. Nice of them. They're trying to get a Super Bowl. They're trying to get another <laughs> a Super Bowl hosting. Can you imagine how pissed off the Americans would be if you had the Super Bowl in London? No, I'm talking about the Rams are trying to get in good favor with the league to say, hey, we'll come as the Super Bowl winners. We'll come. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll yeah, yeah. do that. So I thought you meant like that London was trying to bid for a Super Bowl. I was oh, like, hell that would no. Be, there ain't nobody that, doing that. No. That would be crazy. All the owners would flip every table. <laughs> That's what they should do. If they want to get the owners to hire more minority coaches and, you know, be like, all right, now, y'all keep fucking up. If you don't hit your quotas, then you're yeah. going to be, the Super Bowl's going to be in London. <laughs> <laughs> they should use that as a, as a threat. Uh, I think yeah, that'll work. I, I, if that's the game, that would be that would certainly be worth seeing. Hell yeah, man! That should have sell out. Well, they all sell out immediately. Mm. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this was this was fun. Um, mm. I'm feeling. I still feel really good. Uh, not having the toxicity of uh intense fandom in my life. Hmm. You don't you don't delve into it as much as me uh, as far as the social media, so I think you miss a whole lot of that toxic element of fandom that is on social I, media. I just find it all really dumb. Like I, I mean, yeah, it is. I have like most of my Falcons people on Facebook are complaining about the draft, or I even listened to this one Falcons podcast where the guy was like, he was like, you know. One of our biggest needs is wide receiver, but I just don't like that they took one at at that point. Like they shouldn't have taken one at the number eight spot or number nine spot. And I was like, "What? Yeah. What? <laughs> None How of them were available after that." Yeah. He was like, yeah, "I mean, they definitely like, should have taken a wide receiver, but just not then." So I was like, "And oh. it's like, and as if there's not two parts in a trade, you have to like not lose on the trade either. Like after after the eight spot." The next receiver goes 10, 11, 12. Yeah. 
So then what do you do? Try to trade, like give something away to get the 12th, like trade down? Like it's I, so dumb. It was dumb. They, they, they're so negative blame Madden, about the man. whole thing. Yeah, I, I just, I would rather be, you know, cautiously optimistic. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, nothing wrong with it. It's healthy. It's healthy. And I feel like it's a rebuild. It's We're still in the middle of a rebuild. I feel like this year is... I think the Falcons did the right thing. They're building, they're putting pieces in place to rebuild a roster that has been absolute shit at multiple positions. Yeah. yeah. So that with with bad contracts, they, with bad contracts, they with bad, get washed up. They're finally getting rid of, you know, this after this year, we will finally be rid of all the worst contracts that we have. And so, then, I mean, the only thing after that is to find a coach. But you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> If we'll only there were qualified individuals out there. We'll I, you know, they're just hard to find. And this Eric Miami guy, he's they're apparently... running. They're running out of people that met Sean McVay, so that's a positive thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every guy. The Belichick met... <laughs> tree. The Belichick tree is getting more rotten by the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Belichick is down there making Joe Biden type of decisions in the draft. So everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> He's over there. Oh, 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 this is a draft. What happened? What happened? <laughs> you got to see that Sean McVay Les Need clip, dude. It's hilarious. I'll check it out. I'll check it so out. So funny. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> that's the end of this episode of NFL. This was fun. Our draft recap in the in the only way, the right way. You know, the NFL <laughs> way to recap the draft. That's fine. It's a little bulldog heavy. I apologize for that. But hey, it's not my fault. There were 15 players selected over seven rounds. Just a little bit of an NFL record. Not a big deal. I mean, it's not my fault that I had to reference the Georgia Bulldogs as many times as I did. I didn't pick the draft. It happened, and and I'm just reporting it the way it happened. So, congrats. So fuck man. off. <laughs> I'm glad for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been in the latest episode of Spinner Fans. Been Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, Sarah. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Later, y'all. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.